Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the May 2018 CTSS quiz. I have 10 terrific cases for you. It's hard to believe it's May, and that's mainly because the weather in Baltimore and probably a lot of you on the East Coast of the United States still think we're in the winter. But I promise you, by the time you listen to this quiz, it's going to be warmer. Plus, May brings the Kentucky Derby, so what can you say? Anyway, let's get started. In this case, I'm asking what's the most likely diagnosis for the mass in the head of the pancreas. I'm giving you a very nice volume rendered image on the left and a cinematic image on your right. And what you see on both of these images is a one centimeter enhancing nodule in the pancreatic head. Adenocarcinomas do not enhance. IPMNs are cystic. Serous cystadenomas are going to be cystic. This is a classic appearance for a neuroendocrine tumor. It nicely shows you how 3D mapping really brings out the lesion and also shows you how cinematic is particularly good at bringing out these lesions. In this patient with hematuria, what's the best diagnosis? Look at the left renal pelvis. You see the CT urogram. There's about a one centimeter, maybe a bit less, filling defect. And you know, the truth is this could be a stone. It could actually be a blood clot. It could be a TCC, it's irregular. The one thing is not, it's not spasm. If you look at it, I've done this, the rendering and then the, the image on your right is cinematic with a negative type display. It doesn't look like a stone, it's not dense enough, okay? Blood clot is possible, but usually you see more than one blood clot. This patient hematuria, so it could be a blood clot, but if you look at the negative display, to me it looks like a mass, and this was a transitional cell carcinoma. Again, there's a differential for filling defects. Sloth papilla, I could have mentioned that perhaps. Uh, so it can be somewhat tricky, but you need to be very careful you're not missing a cancer. This is an older patient. You can see bilateral total hip replacements. So you can say, well, maybe the patient's on Coumadin or some other blood uh, thinner perhaps. But this was a proven TCC, just a very nice example. This patient had flank pain, and look at the patient's left kidney. Perfectly normal, arterial phase, good visualization of the artery and vein, excretory phase, nice excretion. What about the right kidney? Well, it's just a big cystic sac. It means this patient had obstruction of the renal pelvis, proximal ureter, but it's been long-standing. There's no inflammation no, there, nearby. There's no evidence of parenchyma. You can argue a TCC can cause obstruction, but I don't see a ureter obstructed, and you don't see a big hydronephrotic sac like that with a TCC. A stone, the stone would have had to have been there forever. Again, it would have been symptomatic. A bladder cancer can obstruct, but again, the loss of cortex, the thinning, is a chronic process. And this was a UPJ. It's a classic appearance for a UPJ. Big, markedly dilated calyces, no residual cortex, no stone, no mass. Great example of a UPJ in 3D. In this case, I'm asking for the best diagnosis. When you look at the axials and the coronals, you see evidence of a large mass it's mainly exophytic involving the stomach. There's a large ulceration present, and you can see communication with the stomach. When I see a large exophytic mass, which almost looks like it's not part of the stomach, to me that's a gastric gist tumor. They commonly ulcerate. They're commonly exophytic. This is not going to be a lymphoma. Lymphomas can be bulky, but they're typically infiltrating, not exophytic. 
in a sense, I guess you could have argued this was a perforated ulcer. It is an ulcer, but it's a solid mass present. It's a gist with ulceration. It's not an abscess. And adenocarcinoma, usually not so exophytic, not this large, gist tumor. Next case. In this case, I asked you for the best diagnosis, two images, one 3D, one coronal. You look carefully, and what you recognize is there's soft tissue thickening, and in fact, there's communication between the sigmoid colon and the bladder. Now, the best diagnosis, I guess it could be bladder cancer invading the, the uh, colon, and I guess it could be colon cancer invading the bladder. The most common cause of a colovesical fistula, however, is diverticulitis. It's not a bladder perforation. This is a colovesical fistula. Now, you can define it better by giving either rectal contrast or giving contrast in the bladder and doing a CT cystogram. In this case, it's hard to say there wasn't a tumor present, but this ended up being diverticulitis with a fistula from the colon to the bladder. Just a very nice example. Other causes of colovesical fistula besides diverticulitis, besides tumors, would include Crohn's disease as well as instrumentation. This case, I asked you for the least likely diagnosis. What do you see? A large mass in the head of the pancreas, or maybe it isn't pancreas. It's in the region of the pancreas, but there's no dilated common duct. If I had a pancreatic mass this large, you would see a common duct being dilated. When you look at it, just say, aha, this maybe comes off the duodenum. Could be a gist tumor. Absolutely can. Can be metastasis to the duodenum. Remember, I've shown a few cases of large mets, and in fact, this ended up being metastatic melanoma to the duodenum. I guess it could be an adenocarcinoma, though that's pretty unlikely because you would see ductal obstruction, but less likely would be a neuroendocrine tumor. They can be this large, but they're vascular. They're not hypodense. Uh, this was, by the way, as I mentioned, metastatic melanoma, just a really good example. Again, the key findings, lack of obstruction. Uh, Often when you have metastatic disease like melanoma, the lesions grow exophytic, and so even though they're super large, they're not really causing bowel obstruction like you would expect. This case, you see a large mass tail of pancreas. There's dystrophic calcification centrally. What lesions give you calcification? Spen tumors, patients, you know, this is not a spen tumor, because I didn't give you a choice. Lymphomas don't calcify unless they've been radiated or chemotherapy and lymphomas of the pancreas are diffuse, would not have this appearance, nah. Serocyst adenomas can have solid components, and they do have central calcification, so maybe we can think about this. Adenocarcinomas don't calcify, and uh, an important feature here is I'm showing you venous phase imaging. On the arterial phase, this lesion was super bright, and although you could argue here about the possibility of serocyst adenoma, the, just the distribution of the calcification, the vascularity looking, even on these images, denser than the normal pancreas, I would go with a neuroendocrine tumor, which indeed was the answer. But again, sometimes you can be fooled. Remember, we speak about the many faces of serous cystadenoma. This patient has an abscess in the right groin. You can see it very nicely, and I asked you why. Well, first of all, Without even looking, if you have an abscess in the groin, supraclavicular zone, axilla, you always think about IV drug abuse. You can also see it with attempted vascular access or post-grafting or if you got bitten by a big spider. But when you look at the 3D images and you look at the axial, you see multiple linear high-density structures which are broken needle tips. 
This was an IV drug abuser who developed an abscess. And those little thin broken needle tips is what helps you out with the answer. Again, this patient had no pseudoaneurysm. That was of concern. You can see the fluid present, but there's no pseudoaneurysm in the femoral or superficial femoral artery. Now, this was an incidental finding in a 30-year-old female. Vascular mass, early phase, fatty infiltration of the liver, and the lesion becomes nearly isodense. Well, it doesn't look like an abscess. Too much homogeneous enhancement early. Hepatoma, I guess it could be, but the patient's not cirrhotic, and the lesion behaves not quite like a hepatoma. Hepatic adenomas can become less dense, but what I like about this lesion is it's the same density as the IVC, it's homogeneous, and it's nearly gone. The reason you see it at all is because of the fatty infiltration, and this is best described as focal nodular hyperplasia, a very common lesion which can be challenging at times, but just a very nice example. This patient comes in with chest pain. When you look at the axials and the 1-3-D I gave you, particularly the axial, look at the region of the right coronary artery, there's an aneurysm present. Right coronary artery aneurysm, next case. Most common vessel coronary artery aneurysm, it's the right coronary. I guess you could say, hey, the patient has coronary artery disease, I can't, I can't argue with that. Uh, fistulas are uncommon, but coronary artery fistulas most commonly involve the right coronary artery. This is an aneurysm, not a fistula, and there's no high-grade stenosis. So just a very nice set of images and a very unusual but very important diagnosis. So with that, I've given you 10 outstanding cases. Hope you got them all right, and if you didn't get them right, hope you learned something. And even if you got them right, I hope you learned something. And with that, at least for the CTS quiz, I'll see you in June. Take care. Bye-bye.